If you don't like what we tell you to believe in, we'll kill you. Stuff.biz. 10.32 on the Beast Coast. A good start time for, what is it, Daily Show of 10.17. This is the good stuff. The right stuff. Daily Show of. The Daily Show The Jewish apocalypse. All of those things at once. Friday show. Soon enough. It's the best show. Since we're in the 10s. Like we should try and start the show at the minute that the show number is. So we should next start next show at ten eighteen, a.m. Okay, but we cool. stop. We stop at ten thirty though, because we're always just going to do the shows okay. at ten thirty or ten. Or it's nine. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't. We don't go. I mean, we're probably never going to hit that. We might accident. Well, it's inevitable that at some point we'll hit it. As long as we start sometime between ten and eleven, we will at some point be right on the dot. With no, no, we can always miss. We can always miss. I can always lie. We can always start. We can always never have the two line up. I can always lie. We can always make it up. I was like, oh, it's 17 on the, on the Beast Coast. And I don't know. The, yeah. the uploads took nobody an extra knows. minute. So I don't know. What are we going to do? Uh, we have uh, we have trannies killing Dude, themselves. We I have, was uh, ready to do prep, but you didn't want to do prep. No, I, I, I got to go. I got I gotta, I got no time for that nonsense. Let's just do, do the I, show. I did prep on the fly. I got the Peter Thiel stuff sitting in front of me. Okay. Well, I just, yeah, I didn't even read it. I just read the headline. Nice. Which I don't know much about. Well, but, yeah, so, I mean, it might not even be a big deal. It could just be. Here's the thing, though. Here, here's my thing with it. Is that The Intercept, which is kind of like a left-wing mag, although sometimes they've done some interesting work, is talking about this because apparently some fag that Thiel was dating has killed himself. Oh, in Miami. So this, isn't in the Miami. Same, so this isn't the same Ann Hero that I had. Because we had called the last episode. Yeah. An Ann Hero of trannies, and now we have a, a tranny that Ann Hero that I tran have. Tranny Hero? Yeah, we have a trans hero. Uh, so you've got, well, so, let's do yours first. Oh, man, it wasn't a typical relationship. Thomas described himself as being in a kept situation that made him uncomfortable. It was stressful. He wanted me to get the nicest car, the nicest house. He wanted to kind of show his power, kind of show that he had me in his dollhouse. No it's way. It's not like I was his boyfriend, really. I was just kind of his friend that was there for him when he needed, you know, whatever he needed okay right whatever yeah. he needed i mean isn't that faggotry in a nutshell yeah Actually, i mean that's kind of what that is but um apparently this reporter also had some relationship with this guy jeff thomas but here's my thing they would like to there's no real from what i can tell there's nothing really implicating Thiel in this and while well, there's a lot of insinuations and the intercept would probably like to make insinuations he might have just killed himself because he was a fag. Because fags have just high rates of suicide. Yeah. So it could just be that, like, Thiel had nothing to do with this. I mean... And he just killed himself. He's just a fag. Maybe yeah. he just, you know... Can I like, just observe that Peter Thiel was doing standard fuck parties all the time? Yeah, no, of course he was. Dude, the, par- the parties Thiel and Thomas threw could get raucous, and Thiel himself would sometimes do the recruiting. Uh, Thiel or somebody oh using his Facebook account... 
reached out to one University of California, Los Angeles grad student, despite having no friends in common, and invited him to a party at Thiel's house, describing the poolside scene. Hot guys at a pool sounds like pretty idyllic gay activity to me. So this is the, yeah. so that's just the, it's just the norm for fags to be part of that kind of culture. Remember, Stan- yeah, remember, that's remember why when it's we found standard. Fuck yeah, when we found well, that for a reason. when we were shown standard fuck party, uh, the like the nationwide assumption was that like this is this is kind of rare. Unusual. This was unusual for the, like this is like really irresponsible. This is irri- really irresponsible. This gets even better. Like the belief, the belief would be uh, sometimes the guys like to go out and have sex this, by this the is pool. Just Bill's well, it's like well, it, it used to be like too well, long. It, Bill's it used, well, it used to be oh. like you would say like okay, it's not that they're gay. It's just that these people are really impulsive and irresponsible. It's like oh, that's what gay is. Like, had to, yeah, like right. that was a well, kind of revelation. Kind of go hand yeah. in hand in like greased up rubber gloves. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Medic potential here. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't stay idyllic too long. Deals count said, but always lots of fun. Adding later, yeah, we know how to have some no holds barred gay fun. No, no holds, holds barred. Okay, so so it's literally Deal is despite himself like reading the script of standard. <laughs> 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 Standard deal party. It's not a bill. It's just a deal. It's a wow. standard deal party. <laughs> deal told me. Oh God. Sorry. Deal says it's not because of barebacking. <laughs> <laughs> I somewhat disagree. <laughs> Why is it always like this? <laughs> I was choked. I was choked on my eggs. Which I'm eating eggs right now well, just because is we, like... didn't have, we didn't do prep and I'm you wanted to start early so I'm still yeah it's like right. this it's like this because all right now I'm done because of me yeah I'm trying like, my fault it's like this because Jews I mean <laughs> sorry if it's boring but it's like who who has decided who's taken this thing and been like oh this isn't actually a mental illness anymore it's actually like just like it's just good clean fun between friends well you're just friends they clean long. Well, it doesn't stay idyllic long. That's well, no, that's just what they say. That's what you're supposed. You're not supposed to know this stuff. Which is funny when they print this in their media. It's like, oh, so something terrible happened. Well, I think the thing is, as the stigma, it doesn't stay idyllic. It just turns into straight body horror real fast. Yeah, as the uh, as the um, as gay and the gay scene is normalized, uh, they they just less. They don't. They feel less like they 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 don't they don't need to admit this or they don't, they they can't admit it. Like they, they they feel less inhibition about admitting these kinds of things publicly. Whereas in the era, like what I remember in the nineties when they were doing hard and heavy, the normalization of gay was hot and heavy. It was literally like gay men are just like you. It's just two dudes instead of a man and a woman, and they just want to live in a nice suburban house and that kind of shit. And they were selling that. Very yeah, it's hard, not, but it was not. Can I get a yeah? That... It's not. Do I have that somewhere? That's always hard to find. All right, hey, that one. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Thank you, God. I don't know, Carl. There it is. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not normal. It's not just two so dudes. So another. Uh, um, wait, hold on. Thomas figured that the relationship in the house he was living in, a mansion at eight eighty-five seventeen Franklin Avenue in Hollywood Hills. Listed at thirteen million, could be a step towards a career in real estate. No, uh, no, no. no, that's not without. No, 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 no. Something to do estate. during the pandemic. I was kind of over oh. my one bedroom apartment. He said, "I did real okay. I mean, I did real estate in New York, and I was considering getting my license and doing investment, flipping homes, and doing investment properties in L.A. And I figured this could be maybe one of my first 
my portfolio. I knew it wasn't going to be in it for the long run. Well, you're gay. Nothing. You're you're not in anything for the long run. In the long run, what kind of delusional faggot thinks he's going to be able to go flip houses in L.A. just out of? Well, first of all, I I said you know it's funny because I was having this conversation uh, yesterday with someone just randomly. We were just talking about this, and I was like, you know, flipping houses was like the ultimate. It's like a very midwit idea of a thing to do because it's totally risky. Um, and it's like, also it only works at a time of a housing bubble, which could collapse, you know, quickly, like, you know, as, as they do. I mean, I, uh, I guess you might do that if you have like a, a carpentry background, maybe you grew up in the construction business or something, you know how to do remodeling, but to just out of the blue say, I'm going to go to Los Angeles and flip houses somehow. Well, because he, this guy's a fag, right? And fags are delusional. I think flipping houses, generally speaking, is is a delusional thing to do anyway, because I think that it's totally dependent on there being a housing bubble at the time when. Oh, hey, guy, Herschel here. Are you listening to a free fag episode of the Daily Shower? Do you need a small personal loan so you can afford a paywall subscription? I may be able to help you out. For the very low price of just $10 a month, you can listen to Mike finish his talking points without annoying promotional bits like this one. Log on to therightstuff.biz slash paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your white man's agency level. E-checks, money order by mail, or cryptocurrency. Support TRS's efforts in shutting down yids like me. You're doing it. Otherwise, you're not going to make money. And you're, 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 you're assuming a lot of risk when you buy a house. You know, it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars in risk that you're taking potentially. And if you don't flip it and you don't make a profit, I'm also like, what kind of profit margins are we looking at? I mean, I guess if you hit I think, it just uh, right. I think people think that you're going to get into that and have these massive profit margins where it's like, no, you're probably going to. The key, like you're supposed to do, you make 10k on a home, you're lucky. Yeah, you're supposed to do like quantity. You're supposed to have a whole bunch. You flip a whole bunch at slimmer profit margins right. than you make. It's not all. It's not all HGTV like glamour and glitz and like high value. Like you're gonna. You're literally trying to skim right. off market activity. You're trying to just grab a small percentage of economic activity that's having, happening right. anyway. Somebody wants to buy that house, you're getting in and buying it first, and then hopefully a month or two later, you're turning around and selling it for like a little right. bit more than you. I mean, that's the ideal situation. It's not the HDTV right, right. we're going to do. And you need it yeah. to be a bubble. You need yeah. it to be a hot market, and you need prices yes. to be going up, because if that stops, then you're fucked. And yeah. that happened to people, people that were doing house flipping in yeah. the 2008 era, we're getting fucked, and people that are doing it now are going to be getting. They fucked. got what they got fucked on was like the incentives. The incentives were to flip houses back then because of the the mortgage banks, because of the the rules right. that were so lax. Like you could go, you could go, just like say, like I own this house now and not put any money down on it. Right, you could get any kind of no money. You guys get no money down, kind of no money down loan that they want. No money down, and you ha- and you have an arm, and you know what the fisting guys love an arm. Adjustable yeah. rate mortgage, whereas like the first few months, you basically you basically just have a free house and it's a race against the clock. You don't have clock. to pay, yeah. Yeah, sell it and sell it before your first like substantial payment is due, yeah. and you yeah, like fucking knocked it out of the park. Deferred, and, as, yeah. and as soon as that shit dried up and people were stuck with how, like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to actually pay. And you just then you just <clears> walk <throat> then you just walk away from it, and that was the that was the uh, the real uh, uh, crisis was people would just walk away from these homes like, oh, I have no equity in this. I've made no down as payment. As soon as I have to pay a mortgage payment, I'm out. I've I was like, ooh, one, so you're like, gonna, ooh, you're gonna harm my credit for seven years. Ooh, here, you keep this five hundred thousand dollar house. I've already made money yeah. on these other ones. So it was, uh, it's great, but you know, incentives, incentives are a thing. Some people do act rationally in the marketplace. Yeah, but I always thought house. It always seemed to me to be like a bougie, like kind of a middle class, a midwit, middle class thing, like. 
something you this kind this faggot right and if anyone listening that has done house flipping i apologize i'm sorry yeah you're gonna get comments gonna leave a comment talking about how much money people are making flipping houses it's gonna be really aggravating everybody thinks everybody's making a lot of money flipping houses i don't know if it's they true do. or well it's... also if you're doing flipping houses you have massive confirmation to... bias <laughs> if you're doing if, if you're doing house flipping you have an incentive to tell your friends to like lie to your friends about how much money you're making so you don't look like an idiot you should be telling them that you're not making any money so that they don't think about doing it themselves. Less competition. You should just be saying, like, no. Nah, That's the problem. No, nah, it sucks, dude, man. I'm losing my I actually shirt. got sucked into a meme business, and it's fake, and I, I didn't do that well. You should you should just not do that. Do something else. Figure something else out. Working for Peter Thiel. Man, nose is running. Your shirt either way. I got to blow my nose. Right. I mean, this idea, this just also shows you how delusional fags are. Like, this idea, this dude is a gay model who lived in like a one bedroom apartment in New York city. And then he gets like a, a rich uh, sugar daddy who's putting him up in mansions in Hollywood. He's like, I can do real estate. It's like, no, what you can do is like take steroids and like stand around the pool in like a speedo for like old Queens to, 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 to right. all that. Right. That's what you're going to do. Eventually you become so depressed. Just until eventually kill you kill yourself. <laughs> you, you do drugs and you kill yourself. <laughs> Like that's what you're gonna. You're not gonna be a real estate agent. What was the real estate? I, I keep missing. What's the connection to real estate here? I can just do real estate. It's just the, the fact was just being delusional. He just thought like he, he was saying like, oh, because I because I had because I had butt sex with Peter Thiel. He's gonna let me sell his I went house. To one of his fuck parties, and he put me up in a thirteen million dollar mansion as like a gay boy toy. Well, I can be a real estate agent because I could totally like sell this mansion and like then like just like blows another line of coke and you know it's just like right. yeah, it's just <laughs> it's like. It's like, That's it's just, like you ever seen Boogie Nights? Yes, which of is course. a degenerate yeah. film. But you remember, like, uh, what was that broad's name? That redhead actress, um, who was a porn actress in it, and she's like, she's there, like slamming lines of coke. She's like, mm. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I don't <laughs> actually. I actually don't remember that. Me. Like, and it's just like, yeah, okay, right, yeah. Yikes. So yeah. Uh, uh, I do like how the article points out that uh, Peter Thiel is supporting JD Vance. Yeah, JD Vance just taking all of that fuel money, and having like, and unfortunately having the most, uh, I don't know the word, but the most, most cogent like message of any Republican in uh, in the Senate. But it's a fake. Yeah, no, oh, but, like he, he's, here we go. He's the only he's the only Hold person that has any consistency or anything to his to the st- his talking points are better than any other Republican out there, except maybe Thomas Massey. Even so, like that's like liberal libertarian bullshit he says a lot of times but the thing that the thing that this reporter is butthurt about um although not possibly as butthurt as jeff thomas was um was sorry terrible joke was it says um oh i get it to paraphrase jerry seinfeld there's nothing wrong with no holds barred gay fun and indeed what the ability? No, listen. What listen, Jerry listen. Seinfeld quote are we paraphrasing? I don't. Oh, that's, that's well, a do weird you remember one. that Seinfeld episode where they kept saying, "Not that there's anything wrong with that." Yeah, that's right. Uh, like every time they mentioned somebody was gay, but he didn't mean this. That was when this didn't exist. Like that was boofing, in the '90s when it was like, yeah, like this it, was it, like boofing it, meth and like having people die of monkeypox wasn't part of well, the gay culture in the '90s. Well, so it was, Jerry but started, it wasn't something that anybody. Knew that's about. what I mean. I mean, I mean yeah. perception. It was not part of the gay right. culture. You, that was a deep dark secret that you had no way to find out about. So Jerry would have been like, I think there is something wrong with that. But the other what's thing, with that the, what's the deal with these homos? What's the deal with these petri dishes? The other thing they were doing in that Seinfeld episode, do you remember the one where Kramer goes to the uh, gay pride parade and like, he doesn't want to wear the pink ribbon and they're all just like, what's wrong with yeah. you? 
and they yeah. start persecuting him. Yeah. That shit was funny. Okay, that was that. a funny yeah, joke. And funny. then the joke of the not there's anything wrong with that was not even just joking about like there actually not being anything wrong with being gay. It was joking about every average person not no, like not knowing what to say about it. So I'd be like, oh, there's not anything wrong with it. Yeah. It was like the defensive reaction of like the person who knows <laughs> that if they say the wrong thing, they're going to get jumped on, which is the kind of thing even Jews could make fun of right. in the 90s, even though Jews set that tone. They created that culture. Anyway. So here we go. Not that there's anything wrong with no holds barred gay fun. And indeed, this is this is where it gets funny. The ability of consenting adults to engage in, in whatever private victimless behavior they choose. You know, guys can choose just whatever watch, kind of private victimless behavior they want. Just watch the gift. I just like I and just I'm like I'm like this idea. Watch the gift. But it's like some private of these some of these behavior. But it's like some of these mental some of these mental illnesses I have. The doctors don't know who they are, and it, and it and it disqualifies me for being a, a consenting adult. If we were being real, that, well, that's kind of the that's problem. The other thing. It, like I mean, these aren't consenting adults; these are mentally problems. ill fucking weirdos. Hey, it's your worst possible nightmare. It's the sound of Borzoi interrupting whatever wonderful talking point Mike is making right now, interrupting your own train of thought, and you're in this position listening to me right now, well, because you're listening to the free version of this show. You're not even getting all the content, and now you have to listen to me. Is this what you want? Is it really? This is the you want to hear this? You want to hear me? That just can't possibly be what you want. So if you want to rectify that issue, go to the right stuff biz slash paywall. You can make one time donations and get three months, six months, even a year. So why are you doing this to yourself? This has to be especially troubling because I'm not even gonna check the audio on how this sounds. So you could also be listening to just terrible audio right now. So why not just stop doing this to yourself and get behind the paywall at the right stuff dot biz slash paywall? Well, one, one, they, these are people driven by some mental illness and sexual right. compulsion, meaning they're not entirely consenting. They're not consenting additionally, at all. Additionally, it, the, the behavior is not victimless yeah. as these people have extremely high rates of, of. So there's your new there's your new takeaway for today's show. All gay sex is rape. No one can consent to it because you're mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. We can go with even, that. even the top, the top, also, even the just, the guy doing the raping is also being raped because he doesn't even really know what he's about. Because no, just, this is an un, all, this a, is undiagnosed this is, of, this is undiagnosed mental illness that's been allowed to run amok. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> a bunch of lunatics driven by compulsion being allowed to just do whatever they want. Like yep. you know, so here you have like private victimless behavior. Oh, this is this is interesting. The ability of consenting adults to engage in whatever private victimless behavior they choose is <laughs> one measure of a just society. It's also what Thiel has been spending heavily to oppose. But I, I just oppose this idea. What if society is a victim of of these types of these types of vice things that were typically like vice crimes being <clears throat> victimless, like victimless private victimless behavior is like collecting stamps uh, <laughs> or like painting Warhammer figurines, right? Like that's private or reading a book. That's like private victimless behavior. But like. <clears throat> And this kind of like doing drugs and having very risky sex is not really private victimless behavior. And and we've d- documented this a number of times. And you can see this based on the amount of diseases that gays get, the um, the high suicide rate, the high drug abuse rate, the high drug overdose rate. Or how about the um, fact that we always have to have some – there's always a news story that has to spark a conversation. Everybody's talking about gay stuff and there's kids around. That's the other thing. That's what it, I mean. Gays often it, are predatory towards children, and not even uh, that. Just exposing, their well, just their existence is predatory towards children because yes. children 
with impressionable minds don't even be don't even need to know what gayness is because they don't need to be. Con- and right. what do we have now? Every kid knows what gayness is, and you've got now the bullies at school are the gay ones because they're they're a marginalized group, so they're allowed to. You need to blossom and become who you are, and you should bully the straight kids because they're bigots or something. Yes. And it's the and entire all kinds of literature yeah. in the. All kinds of literature in the schools is is normalizing gay and trans. I mean, yep. we've seen some of it. Like we we we've seen some of these books. And we've talked about some of them. <clears throat> and um, I mean, this stuff isn't victimless. Fun, harmless fun. Like the idea, this is just harmless fun. Just go to the Wikipedia entry for the gift. You don't even have to watch the documentary. Just oh. go to the Wikipedia page. Right. Look at the synopsis. Now, Literally, the first sentence of the synopsis is Doug Hitzel, a young man, reveals that after a year of unsuccessful dating. He decided to engage in unprotected sex and attempt to fit in. He is then seen crying. Doug Hetzel died September 26, 2017. Right. So, there you go. There's your so harmless now, gay now, fun. There's some fun. There's some fun differences in language that you can play around with. The difference between a victim and harm. And you know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. like issues of harm and things like that. Like, have you harmed someone? And that's always it's like you can harm yeah, somebody like, without so, victimizing so, them and blah blah blah, right? One, so one, like, of, one of our people clearly edited this article because they, they bring <laughs> up the, the hundred anywhere from one hundred to one hundred twenty men would typically yes, attend I, these that's sex been on, dude, That's been on that entry for like years. I have read that before, <laughs> well, it's and that's it's been what's confirmed that, in the, the documentary. So it's the standard fuck party scene. <laughs> Is like definitely one of our guys edited, it, and they left it yeah. in because it's just accurate. To it's the accurate. Movie. It's it's like there's a source. It's actually a very good description of the film. You can, there's no citation needed next to it because the citation is a clip from the film. It's like right yeah. there, 100, 120 guys. The only the only issue would be is this uh, was this based on uh, primary research? Did you like watch the film in order to write this, which is supposed to be a no no? But like whatever, I don't know. The way that Wikipedia deals with that is always strange. Uh, like, but in any case, um. Holy so, shit, two, two of these people, Doug and Ken Boy, they died within a month of each other. They're all dead, dude. Everybody oh, Ken in Boy's dead now? They, they died literally within one when, month of I remember each when Ken Boy was still on Facebook back in the day. Dude, we looked into it. We I researched know. all of them. They're all dead. The one Doug guy, is dead. The, some of these diseases guy was an EMT. He was like working on a Band-Aid bus, and he was still alive. Wait, wasn't there he? Was a, there was a picture of him giving blood, and I was like, no! Was like, oh, oh it's horrible. God. Some of these oh, diseases God. I have, they're in the blood bag now. Good luck. <laughs> I know Bill and, and Ken Boy are dead. Wasn't like people were iffy on Doug, but I guess Doug is also dead. I guess <laughs> that's we just got it's, it's like you on do Doug, a yeah. where are they now and it's just a trip through a graveyard. Confirmation, it's like yeah. that song. Remember that song? These are people who died, who died. These are people who died. Remember that song? You know that song I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, no, it sounds good though. You, oh, you never heard that song, dude? I don't think dude, so. Dude, you, you should look it up during the break and listen. It's, Maybe you'd probably like it a lot. Cool. It's just a list of people that like the singer knew that died in like unfortunate ways. It's not a bad song. Wow, it's kind of morbid. It's very morbid, but it's not a bad song. I don't know many people that died in interesting ways. I guess does that mean I'm? It wasn't even interesting. It was just like I don't know. I don't even remember the song that well, but it, it's. I think it was like a punk type song. It was like it was more mm. punk than metal. So maybe he was gay. Blue when he was twelve years old, fell from the roof on East Two Nine. The Jim Carroll Band, People yeah. Who Died. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a song I remember. I don't. I never knew who it was. I just remember the song from my childhood. Jesus. I want the Charles Carroll Band. Yeah, this is pretty, uh, pretty depressing stuff. Wait, G-Berg and Georgie let their gimmicks go rotten, so they died of hepatitis in Upper Manhattan. Oh. Yeah, I think this is about gay people, maybe. Maybe the song is just about gay people. I mean, people. That's, that's a gay way to or go right there. It seems to be about drug overdoses. Two dudes yeah. dying of hep. All right. Yeah, drugs and hep, hep C or whatever, hep B. I don't fucking know. Anyway, um, 
I mean, did they serve in Vietnam or something? Why do they have hepatitis? <clears throat> Probably not. <clears throat> so, um, so here they say. So this is kind of interesting, though. Let's go back to the politics of it. Theo, one of the biggest funders of Republican candidates in 2022, bankrolled a massive super PAC that backed Ohio Senate candidate and Theo protege J.D. Vance. Called Protect Ohio Values PAC, he also put millions into Saving Arizona PAC to support Blake Masters. Both candidates ran heavily on culture war issues, portraying themselves as fighting for an America with traditional conservative values against the libertine coastal elites. My, and this is interesting, my, you know, former boss and mentor Peter Thiel is gay. I -hmm. went to his wedding, Masters said. I wish him well. I don't think the Supreme Court should have decided that case that way. Marriage is between a man and a woman. Uh, so, wait, does this man so, does this man uh, hold office in the United States right now? After saying that, I didn't think that was a possible. No, Blake Masters lost. Oh, he lost. Blake okay. Masters, Blake Masters lost. But he he <clears throat> he didn't lose because of saying that. No, <clears throat> um, he lost because he was like stupid and shitty in a lot of other ways. He was yeah, basically. I don't, I don't remember him. I remember when we did a lot of commentary Maybe. about the – he was like a BAP type uh, of candidate. He said, I wish him well. So gay. I really don't care. In fact, I wish him well because I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell. But then he says like marriage between – but I don't think Blake Masters – Blake. Here's the, here's the thing. Blake Masters genuinely doesn't care. Blake Masters is an actor. That's the thing about all of mm. the Republican Party. They're actors. They don't believe these things. They're just using them to try to get into power – or to just distract people so that they don't actually do interesting right-wing politics. I mean, right. that's what the Intercept doesn't get and will never get. And what leftists will never understand about the MAGA movement and the conservative movement because they, they look at it and they'll find these funny, weird contradictions in it. These strange things that don't add up and make sense. And they get confused. I'm like, see, we can we can square all of these circles for you. Right. We can make all of this make sense. From our perspective, all of this makes sense because what they don't understand it's sort of like when when we did the protest at Mike DeWine's mansions and there was libtards like confused like why are, why are white supremacists protesting a Republican? They're the same thing. Yeah, right. And it's like no, that's your no. What it is is you, you know what I, you and, know what? And, and your prejudices are not allowing you to see the actual. You know what I saw a lot of landscape. I saw a lot of that discussion was like oh they didn't think their they didn't think their orange hero should have stepped down. It's like well actually you haven't been paying too much attention. Yeah, if you think that. Oh, 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 you don't like interruptions. Well, this is a different kind of interruption. This is a pre-recorded interruption to remind you that you wouldn't be hearing this interruption if you would actually pony up, support our work here at TRS, and buy a subscription to the show. It's only $10 a month uh, un- un- unless you're using, like, e-checks. Then there's some extra fees because the e-checks fucking suck. Don't use those. The point is, we need your support. You can't use credit cards anymore. It's kind of a pain in the balls, but we still need you to help us out. And if you're enjoying the content... Uh, these silly commercials will go away. We won't bother you anymore if you just do. So go to the right stuff.biz slash paywall, uh, make an order. You can use Z checks. You can mail in a money order. You can use a bunch of different cryptocurrencies, all which suck and are annoying, but we'll get it figured out. Or you can go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's other tone stream, and you can uh, give me a donation there and send me a screenshot of the transaction. We'll get you figured out. So, yeah. I guess any second now we'll go back to the show. I don't know when because I don't want these to be quick and predictable so that you can't just skip through them to make them go away. So this one's going to be a little extra long. But yeah, you need a subscription. You need a subscription. 
that. Like, oh, they, they, they didn't call for well, Trump, this and that. <laughs> no, I don't expect libtards to know about like the dissident right political scene. But I would actually, I would actually say, like an average Twitter libtard. But I would say, if you're a journalist, if you're a political journalist, you should have an accurate understanding, right, of political alignments and things like that. If you're going to comment on them, and if you're going to portray yourself as knowledgeable on topic, in kind of like a niche magazine like The Intercept. Then you should understand well, these things. It's also supposed to be like, are, 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 why are you expecting these people to let go of kayfabe? Like, they, for all you know, they might have known. No, they're not. No. It's like, why should they let they go of like, like these people are Trump tards? The white supremacists are Trump tards. They're MAGA people. It's like they're just going to stick with that because that works and fits neatly into their ideology. And anybody who sees, like, I don't think that the average liberal journalist has a sophisticated enough understanding of too. it to look beyond that. I don't think that they're lying. Like, I don't think that they they understand the kayfabe and are participating in it. The people that understand the kayfabe and are participating in it are people like Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel is absolutely just funding one side of the kayfabe. That's his job. And he's doing that to keep the system stable, the system in which he has made billions of dollars, in which he's worth like $3 billion or something like that, right? So so he is simply keeping that system stable, and he's putting a lot of money, and he understands that if it goes, he, even as a fag, understands that if it goes too far in one direction – if it goes too far in one direction, that it's going to be a serious backlash coming from the middle, the middle of America and the average ordinary people in America, of which you are still maybe a slight, tiny, 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 slight majority. Well, not much longer, but he gets that there, there could be a serious backlash of people like us because Peter Thiel has interacted with us. We've spoken to him on one occasion and, uh, you know, also, we he, he knows we're out there. He knows he knows about the dissident right wing scene. He knows the difference between a neo-reactionary white nationalist, a Republican, a Trump supporter, a Ted Cruz supporter. He know he gets all these 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 details and he reads a lot of books and he's intelligent and he understands the right wing scene. And what he gets is if we ever actually came into power, if we ever actually had a revolutionary movement, he would be gone. He and his entire fortune would be gone. So it's in his interest, in the interest of all this faggot stuff. To fund and support phony, bullshit conservatism that is just going to be there as a placeholder until the final victory is achieved. And he understands that the type of people he's funding and the type of issues they're pushing aren't really going to get anywhere. It's token, phony opposition, and it's necessary to keep the system relatively stable. That's what he's doing, and that's what he understands. Additionally... He's also normalizing gay within the MAGA and the Republican movement. That's another thing that the leftists don't get. Because the thing is, a lot of people in those movements, in those spheres, are are very sort of naturally anti-gay. Like, there's just their natural reaction is like fucking faggots, right? So they're actually doing an elaborate thing. I mean, the Trump movement signals very, very pro-gay. And they've turned a lot of these these people who would normally just want to run faggots out of town to be kind of like quietly tolerant of them because of their uh, red tribe affiliation. So they've understood that if you you can trump these all these other social values and allegiances by creating red tribe, blue tribe and making that the most intense conflict and, and, and amping that up in the media and making that a very big deal so that like. Democrats don't care if someone's a warmonger. Republicans don't care if someone's a faggot, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that's how this all works. And and so these people who are bought in, like this writer for The Intercept, is just bought in with Blue Tribe. And he's like, how could a faggot be 
on Red Tribe? How could he be on Team Red? So that faggot's smarter than you are. What that faggot understands is Red Team, Blue Team bullshit is what's keeping him in his seat of power and money. Because no, because he, as long as Red Tribe and Blue Tribe are screaming at each other over nonsense, he's safe. He's fine. His, him and his fortune are going to be sitting there, and they'll just be fine. That's that's what it is. That's what well, it was. I think it's like the the class consciousness of gays is is what's working here. Like that's what yeah. Peter Thiel's acting on. He's acting on the class consciousness of being a fag, which is totally different than the way that we approach reality, the way normal people do. He's cynically making use of whatever's going to advance his class's interest. Or even just his personal interest. That's the other thing. It it could, he might, I mean, he, he ultimately wants gay to be acceptable because he wants to have standard fuck parties, but whether or not he cares about the individual, like 20 year old, like gay model on steroids that he brings over to his pool to like, you know, have a standard hand, have a standard gay fun with is like, he doesn't care about that guy. He doesn't care if he gets AIDS. He doesn't care if he dies in a gutter of drug overdose. He doesn't give a shit. Right. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, gays are, you know, the thing is gays are very good functionaries for, for Jews because they're, they're hedonistic and, and they're, they're naturally like, you know, they're not trustworthy people. And so as a result, like they're not going to, but they know that they won't fit in with the main, just like Jews, they won't fit in, with a mainstream white society. So they have an interest in, in, in working together to keep that society down. And gays of course are willing to engage in dishonorable behavior and backstabbing and all kinds of stuff like that. And they don't care about that stuff. So, um, so yeah, this is here. Thiel's account told the UCLA student. He had little regard for most swaths of America in a direct message. feel like the only places in the U S are LA and NYC and Miami. Maybe, uh, maybe, uh, SD in DC and Chicago. I guess that's San Diego, not South Dakota. I would assume. I would assume so. <laughs> is that San what Diego. Thiel said? Thiel's account. He said it's in a private message to this faggot UCLA student. So Thiel doesn't but, even consider like normal people as even existing. Like he thinks of you as like worms or something. Or he's just telling a, a UCLA faggot what he what he thinks he wants to hear in order for him to come to his. No, I, I think I, I'm just going to take that at face value. He does not yeah. consider normal America to exist. You know what I think it is? I think it's just both. Yeah, I think we're. I think it's just both. I think he, he doesn't care, but he also knows, yeah, if I say this, then, uh, you know, this faggot UCLA student who also feels that way will come to my standard fuck party. I mean, take like I'm, I'm a married guy. I'm straight. I got kids. Effectively, Peter Thiel is an alien life form. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. The two of us, we have nothing. One hundred percent. No class yeah. interests are even remotely aligned there. <laughs> we shouldn't live in the same country. He really, really doesn't should. have any interest in us advancing our political our political project at all like Thiel is absolutely opposed to it and that's why everything he he hampers us this is something that that these leftists will never understand he hampers us more than they do they help us these these crazed leftists help our cause by being who they are by becoming who they are because they're so repugnant that they will they delineate themselves from us and what Thiel does is much more noxious because he's imitating and trying to say what he thinks we're going to appreciate He's, he's imitating us, but he's just trying to steal the allegiance of, of ordinary white people with stuff that's like almost there, but not quite, but has so much more exposure because of how much money he has. Right. People and see so like, oh, he's, making that's, sure he's that's, basically being counter-revolutionary. But he's funding way. he's funding things, and these candidates say things that I like, and that you need money to do politics. So let's just throw in with that yeah. guy. Meanwhile, you know, yeah. Vance. 
Like it's just, it's like JD Vance. Until, until yeah. uh, the, the assumption I'm going to make is that this guy is effectively a pee zombie when it comes to all of his moral positions. He doesn't actually think or believe any of that stuff, but he does know what to say. Right. Until until I see any proof otherwise, I'm going to go with that assumption. So this is funny. He says, "I told him." So this 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 uh gay model that killed himself or whatever apparently, um was very much bought in on blue team. So he's like, I told him to stay out of politics and he did. And so he, he didn't support Trump in 2020. That's just not fucking true. <laughs> like he's a, Why would Peter Thiel listen to you? It's anyway? a delusional statement. And, and why would he care? Yeah. This, this fag clearly doesn't know. Like he, <laughs> I, he, he stayed out of it. I was like, okay, great. So I did my part. I influenced him to stay out of it. He didn't stay out of it. He was giving money in 2020. That's crazy. And and, That's uh, and then, of course, it says Thiel backed Trump in 2020, but was conspicuously less supportive than in 2016 when he famously spoke at the Republican National Convention. I felt like I did something. And then he started getting back into politics, supporting Trump again and all that other stuff. And I'm just like, well, fuck, there's only so much I can do and say to influence somebody. It's like, well, you can't actually influence Peter Thiel at all. Even, just... No matter how much you, you let him you know, do whatever he wants to you, you're not going to influence him at all. It's You're not going to influence him. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a delusional, like, wannabe. This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can use crypto, e-checks, mail in a money order, or even use your credit card on Sven's Odyssey channel. The link will be below in the show notes. That's the right stuff dot biz slash paywall. House flipper. Yeah. It says, I don't think it's very satisfying to be honest, to be kept. I saw the spark in me fade and it was toxic and it was unhealthy. I've had multiple talks with myself this year about getting out of it. And I've actually discussed to him about it. Like, I can't do this anymore. You know, my mental health. So this is just gay shit. This is just how gays are. They sit there talking to themselves about being all well, so. So, like head. being a piece of human property is just not very fulfilling, I guess. But it's not only to be pro- property; it's like property specifically to have sex with, like some like fucking Machiavellian faction yeah, right. who doesn't care about anybody. <laughs> uh, well, there's that no holds barred gay fun again. Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with it. <laughs> Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with this stuff. So, what's happened here? Like, how did this guy die? Are we um, ever, ever going to get the, uh, uh, what was that guy's name? What was that uh, Democrat bundler from L.A. that was boofing the black men with the... Uh... Just disappeared, right? Oh, what was his name? No, he went to jail. What the fuck was his name? I started talking about him. I don't remember his name. Wasn't it, was it Ed Buck? Wasn't it the Ed Buck break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like whenever get like the whenever get the whenever get the Ed Buck Peter Thiel crossover. Ed Buckmelter. Ed Buckmelter. They need like the the crossover, the blue, the blue team red team like. Yeah, they should have like we should make them fight. When we take power, yeah. we're gonna make the two of them fight. Yeah, and we'll it's give them special like, weapons. Be like that's like, like the standard. Be armed with syringes. Like it's like, it's like the standard two party system yeah. party right there. It's like you have yeah, a, yeah, red team yeah, right? blue team in a. In a in a shootout to see who can fucking. Boot what, what kind of fucking parties happen at Ed Buck's residence? Well, we know about what kind of parties happen there. I mean, yeah, actually, we got some insight into that. This is like standard fucking, like even crazier shit. No holds barred, gay fun. <laughs> that's that's. Hey, look, people can have whatever kind of victimless uh, fun <laughs> they want in private. If you want to kidnap a homeless nigger and inject him with meth, I mean, that's frankly up to you. 
That's the other thing. It's like, so gay fuck parties, we know from the Ed Buck story that this shit went so far that he was basically, and a lot of these gays were male prostitutes and things like that, or they just made themselves available for these things for whatever reason, money, probably just money. So he was using money to get people who needed money to come to his house to do whatever, and he ended up injecting them with drugs so he could watch them overdose because that's what he got off on. So what are we talking about here? Like this is this is ultimately where this sort of no holds barred victimless gay fun goes. That's where it goes. Like that's how far this shit can go. And and we've all seen shit like what was that uh party monster and all that kind of shit like that <laughs> oh, you know yeah right like this is where these things can go and of course party that monster. that party monster guy That's I think he practice. died recently they fucking mm. killed the dude and chopped him up in the bathtub and like dumped his remains in the East River or some shit like that I can't remember all the details of it but this dude fucking yeah dude this shit is not innocent fun this is sick fucked up shit and it's, it should movie. be I've seen the movie based on that. Yeah, that, that's what it actually the movie is called, but I forget the guy's actual name now. Um, but whatever, we all know who we're talking he was, about. He was palling around with, uh, what was that little gay kid? Um, yeah, Desmond, before he died, we brought it back up because he had done, he I remember got that. out of yeah. jail after that, because he only did, a, he didn't do that many years for fucking killing and chopping that dude up. He right. didn't do that many years. Right. He killed somebody and he and his buddy like chopped him up in the bathtub and like literally dumped his remains, I think in the East River or something. I don't fucking know. And uh, then he gets out of jail. Michael Alleg. Desmond is amazing. He's like oh, doing an internet yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. It um, was fucking disgusting. Uh, portrayed by Macaulay Culkin. So I can't watch that. That's just too weird. Well, I think Macaulay Culkin was an adult by that point. but like, I know, but still, still just yeah. like him being... Macaulay Culkin acting like gay and traumatized and all i've seen some scenes from it, and it's a, it is fucked up yeah it is really fucked up he's just because of because of all the stories about him and mike michael jackson i just can't handle like that becoming even more real like ah. dude this is like this is like, this is so gay the way this guy's talking he knew i was a strong person but there's only so many times you can be strong and for how long <laughs> until you know you're just not strong enough anymore I was honest with my family about the relationship. I thought he was doing what I I thought I was doing what I could to help secure my safety and be okay when I actually did the opposite of putting me into a position of something I couldn't carry being emotionally gay, or physically or mentally. Being a gay uh, billionaire's rent boy is like securing I mean, your yeah, is securing your future. I think it's worth noting that straight heterosexual people had nothing whatsoever to do with any of this. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. <laughs> Let's just a brief interjection to yeah. uh, just point out, <laughs> and, and not only that, like white nationalists, right? <laughs> Straight heterosexual white nationalists were as far uh, away from this as they could possibly and I, be. And I would go. We wanted nothing to do with it, and we had nothing to do with it. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's no comparable like story in the straight world, in the straight white world, no. that ends like this, that goes on like this. No, no. Nah. Not even like somebody who's like keeping a woman because frankly, women's natural place. Hmm. Like if you just have a woman who's like, oh yeah, a rich guy is like putting me up in a mansion and like coming over and having sex with me sometimes, like they actually don't feel bad. I mean, you know, not to be, but they don't, that that is, feels much more natural to them, I think. I mean, it's like to be kept is kind of a, what a woman wants to do. So also, you could also just marry her 
And if you, you know, mm. yeah, that's the other thing is that gays like fundamentally, like even getting gay, so-called gay married, because didn't Theo have some kind of gay wedding and he still had all these fucking boy toys yeah. and shit. Yeah. So there you go. Married. So there you go. So he's supposedly married. They don't mention this. Like, what does marriage even mean for uh, was, gays? Was it like a tax break or something? Probably. Probably it is. For someone like Theo, I'm sure that it's something like that. But uh, maybe not. I don't know. So mm. this is – Thomas's brother, Skylar Ray Thomas, suggested the death was suicide in a Facebook post. Um, Jeff struggled with addiction and mental health. Ch- really? Mm. You know what? That doesn't in any way surprise me. He struggled, and I, I wonder if I wonder if um, Peter Thiel made all kinds of drugs available at his at his victimless pool no. parties. Isn't he a libertarian? Was was Peter Thiel out there like guarding the poppy fields with a with a fully automatic AR fifteen? Isn't that isn't that what they're all about? Yeah. I mean, so it's possible. Yeah, yeah. You never know. <clears throat> well, dude, I don't know how far into that ideology like, he goes. I, I, I don't know, of course, but <clears throat> do you really think that drugs aren't part of? Oh, hi guys. Here's another pre-recorded interruption, not an actual interruption. I'm just here to remind you, we need you to go ahead and pick up a subscription at therightstuff.biz slash paywall. You can use money orders, you can use crypto, you can use e-checks, you can even go to my Odyssey channel, Uncle Spend's other tone stream, and you can use your credit card on there to get around the Jews' uh, banishment of our banking services. That works. So you can do that until you can't. I don't know. But thanks. We'll be right back to the show now. Of these things? I mean, I think Bill was just lying for the camera when he said, like, no drugs. Could have been. Standard fuck party. I'm, I'm almost positive he was lying for the camera. Well, well it's still like he was drug This is what we call optics. <clears throat> There's been optics. Optics, dude. No drugs. No attitudes. Uh, yeah. What you may not know is mm. Jeff. Well, when I see a gay man, I'm like, there's a guy who I'm betting is struggling with addiction and mental health issues. Like, I will bet you just because he's gay <laughs> that he's struggling with addiction and mental health issues. In fact, I'm sure of it. I'm sure that he is having the, both of these problems. Which ultimately led to his tragic passing. So apparently, one of this dude's. Um, when I see a gay man, I'm like, oh, gross. That's how I respond. <laughs> <clears throat> he touched the lives of so many people. I could say something gross. Ew. He touched the prostate. Of- I was say he touched the butt of so many people. But I, that was as far as I was going to take mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Um. So there's somewhere in this it said that uh, wait his agent speculated he may have fallen to his death taking a selfie. I, I'd be willing to believe that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> wait, that's just, they just throw that in there out of nowhere at the end. Like he may have fallen to his death taking a selfie. I was like, wait all a right. second, you can't just you can't just do that to me after all this other shit. I mean, I, I mean is this not an actual suicide? Like it's just like an act of like faggot narcissism is what took him out. <laughs> the, I mean, I'm actually just going to say one thing real quick, which is that I'm no friend of Peter Thiel. I don't like Peter Thiel. I don't like his politics. No, I don't like but nothing about him. I think to find that he had some part in killing this faggot is is a stretch because he probably go, there's probably ten other dudes just like this Jeff Thomas, if not more, that have these on and off relationships that go to his mansions, yeah. go to his parties, take drugs. And Thiel doesn't give any shits about them, and they all have addiction and mental health issues. Faggots commit suicide at high rates. This guy, this fag probably just killed himself. Or, or he slipped and fell in his apartment while he was fucking slammed on some drugs or something. You know, who knows? So, yeah. Like, I, don't actually, I actually highly doubt that they'll ever find any mm. evidence of Peter Thiel. Because what does he need to do that for? 
No, he doesn't. What he could just, he? What would he need to do that? Like he just this guy you. couldn't hurt him. Like he, what was he going to say? Peter Thiel was rich and funded. Like right, everyone knows that. Everyone yeah. knows he's rich and funds right wing shit, and and that's what that is. Like, like there's this, no need. This story with this guy dying isn't going to do anything, Peter Thiel. Like so, the story no, without it's without not to affect him at all. The story without the death, where it's just like, yeah, Peter Thiel keeps rent boys in like mansions. It's like not going to do. That's anything. not going to do anything either. People just kind of be like, yeah, and well, what's America all about? Right, it's so, literally, it's a hallmark of a just society. I mean, if you can't, if you can't keep like a few dozen rent boys in uh, in, in in mansions for like occasional casual gay sex, can you really I say mean, that we? Li- can you really say that democracy is working? Right. Yeah. Can you say? Can you really say we live in a just society? And I mean, it's sort of funny because it's like th- this guy, this author, suggests that like J.D. Vance and Blake Masters are going to have anything to do with like stopping that mm. they're, they're not. Mm. And his only reason, his only, his only supporting argument for that is that Vance's pack was called Ohio values or something like that. Like Ohio value. Yeah. The protect Ohio values pack. Okay. Ohio. I mean, it's, it's values. Ohio values, as far as Ohio- concerns, you know, I could, I could have a mansion in Ohio and we could do fuck parties there. Although probably not because there's very fewer, probably, you probably can get more gay model per capita in LA than in, in Ohio, but you know, Ohio values Peter Thiel's political contributions to the, the, the political campaign. Ohio values is just like, oh yeah, we're just not gonna, we're just gonna like, we're just gonna delay, install, and not uh, give any money to people who are hit with like a toxic waste disaster uh, in their town. You sure. know, we'll just do that. That's Ohio. Ohio values the Norfolk Southern Corporation and their ability. Right, to, like J- J- Ohio to values spill JD Vance, chemicals. Like, his reaction is like, here, let me go out to a, let me go out to like a stream or a mud pond in the middle of the woods and poke it with a stick and yeah. pretend to be doing something. You know, like what that's, happens that's JD Vance. Yeah. Look what happens to this water when I poke it with a stick and stir it a little bit. Isn't that amazing? Wow, that's bad. This something needs to happen. Oh me? What? Oh, oh I, just, uh, I can't do anything. I saw an article about Akron, Ohio earlier this morning. It was like <sighs> the police had discovered three men who had been bound and killed, like tied up and killed. Nice. <laughs> was this also a standard they, they arrested of course some some mexican were these uh all these weren't consenting adults this wasn't just a bdsm <laughs> dude this sounds like it's a harmless victim <laughs> <laughs> private victim was fun what was that phrase i gotta get that it's funny so like if you're investigating that crime scene and you discover that like the the victims have also been like anally penetrated that means it's not a crime anymore it's like whoa okay this is just some weird sex stuff <laughs> these were just these were mute these were like mutual combatants so that was here. actually a phenomena, though I think back in the day, whenever they mm. were the police would have to deal with these situations with gays. It was like, were you well, like Jeffrey Dahmer all over again? Like, oh man, this guy might be a serial killer, but I don't want to know. This is a weird gay shit they're doing. Yeah, yeah, this is gay <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Some private victimless behavior. Let me think about trying to investigate that and asking people in that community questions. Community. You don't want to be involved in that. <laughs> oh. I mean, one of the funny things is that one of the things that lets um, Ed Buck, for example, get away with what he was doing for so long was this idea that, like, gay fuck parties are, like, private victimless behavior and intruding on them is, like, somehow bigoted or yeah. or wrong and you, and you get in trouble. So it's like, here's this extremely rich, powerful gay guy who has these fuck parties He's got. He'll get the Democrat Party behind him. I mean, you literally have to drag a dead nigger out of his out of his mansion before somebody's like, maybe something fucked up is going on in there, right? Like, you, you have to. And in fact, you have to get three, not just one. You have to get three. 
You can drag three dead niggers out of this guy's house well, where someone's like, maybe uh, something fishy well, is going on. In it it has to be, be three because less than three is like, maybe these are just like accidents. This wasn't supposed right. to happen. No, three. exactly right. <laughs> One could just be a fluke. You said, oh, these things happen. He didn't mean you know, We're having happen. a lot of private victimless fun in here, and these things can happen. <laughs> private victimless fun. We have private <laughs> victimless fun. You know, occasionally, you know, something, whoops, somebody, occasionally, you know, with a dead nigger on the floor and twitching from a, from a meth overdose. So these things, look, who doesn't have this happen? I mean, come on. Uh, what kind of, I don't know what kind of parties you have. I've never had it happen. Like, I don't well, know. worst that happened at my the parties that we have is like someone gets too drunk and pukes on the couch. Yeah, they start throwing up in the That doesn't even happen anymore. That because... is not a victimless crime. Yeah, you want no, to see, yeah, you want to, oh, person... even worse. You want to know what's worse is like if you're having a party somewhere and there's only one bathroom and somebody's just in there puking. Oh. Or like out or passed out and no one can use the bathroom now because the one guy. Oh my God. Or yep. the girl. But dude, it feels like before. it's been. Years since there's been anything like that at any parties we've had. That's because we're old now. I know. Right. Yeah. That's true. Actually, that's true. But that did happen like one time we first started hanging out all those years ago. Sure. <laughs> like the one bathroom gets tied up and like, oh, this guy's still in there or this this lady's still in there fucking vomiting, shitting yeah. pants. Like we understand you had too much to drink, but other people didn't use the bathroom. People like people are. Well, it's been outside. a it's been a long time since laying on the spikes. I think that was the last time we actually did something Shit, a little was bit like, wild. But that was five years ago. That was like almost five fucking years ago. Like, that mean, was the Jesus. end. Of, that was the end of TRS. The on the spikes. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that was. Oh yeah, that was a. Yeah, that was it. We were going to be done. In fact, that just that was. Like it's actually we've been done over the years. We've been done a lot. That's been the well, most prediction like is always made. That's the most requested true. clip. People just want that clip. Where is that? And you can just go watch. It's funny as hell. It is funny. It's a bit. It's funny, but I wonder if that. <laughs> I wonder if that weird fag is still alive. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, <laughs> probably not. No, he's not. <laughs> and, and it's not even like I'm necessarily happy about it. I'm, I'm kind of just ambivalent. Ranbot 2020, the uh, the king of Odyssey, he's done some research, and we're leaning towards no longer alive. He's leaning yeah. towards no longer alive because of the, the the Bronx blogger guy. He has channels and stuff up online that hasn't been used in a year. Wait, what? Mike was going to say what? Did we all miss that? Is that because this is the free fag edition? Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall for your subscription today. Year two. So yeah, and he did have AIDS. Yeah, he did tell everyone that he had AIDS. That is not a good sign. And he was a was he a pansexual? Yeah. Just a weird fact. Well, that means he bangs trannies, basically. And he actually confessed, I think, on some streams or that he actually just preferred trannies or something. I don't know. What a fucking weirdo. I was working for the. Either either no longer alive or in such poor health that he doesn't do videos anymore. Right. Because he's like got lesions and shit all over his body or just is a mess, right? So take a look here. I I think he's either dead or he's dead on the internet. So he's gone whichever way. And it's probably because of the illnesses that he has, you know, the diseases that he has. So anyway, the doctors yeah. know what they are and they're incurable. Sorry. Right. Yeah. That's another option. I mean, at, yeah, the time of, at the time when the gift came out, um, at the time when the gift came out, they actually didn't know what some of these diseases were. But I think that was in the 90s, right? That that came out? Something like that? Oh, it's like 03 or 04, something like that. It was early aughts, I believe. When did that movie come out? Yeah, was, yeah 2000. Uh, oh, this is a different one. No, I'm not. I don't want the gift like the, a film. No, with, it was the early with, like actual actors in it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I don't think anybody had ever uttered uttered the terms monkeypox at that point. No. 
And then there was I all think those, they came out with what another things movie we called discovered? The Gift to cover this up. There was like <laughs> there was, so that if you search the gift, you don't get you get this dumb throwaway like Netflix mystery movie, which like who gives a shit? Uh this one it says Oh, there's another movie called The Gift from there's a bunch of films called The Gift. God damn it. Sam Raimi had one called it. Let me see gay movie. 2003. Okay, there we go. HIV documentary. There we go. Anyway, yeah. So 20 years, literally 20 years old. 20 years old as of today. So, yeah. And remember when they did, imagine if the gift was around after the discovery of like Jardia on the New York City subway system. Remember Jardia? That was a good one. Yeah. Jardia was literally like ripping through the gay community in New York because people were just like indiscriminately yeah. eating ass. Yeah, yeah. I remember we did a lot of material on that. Or not a lot, but we did some. Like that's when the, that's when like the, <sighs> the gift stopped being like a curiosity. Like there was serious journalistic reporting about these disgusting sex acts that fags like to do in public with strangers. Part of like there was a there's a subculture of them where it's like yeah, you yeah. go on the subway, somebody you've never met before, they just drop trout and you just go to town with it yeah and it's like this is and this was not and this was not and this was not being reported as like a curiosity it was not being reported as something repulsive that you had to this behavior it's not being reported as like something you had to be on the lookout for it was being reported as as a valid thing these people wanted to do and the city was derelict in its duty to facilitate these actions and making it safer the the way this that's how it was reported city health cut the the city city, the city was not providing they were not providing like any health coverage for people who befell certain uh diseases uh, you know side effects of this activity like the city was derelict literally that's how it was reported getting jardia and other shit from eating ass uh, uh, you know men they just met and uh, the city was the, the, the fact that it was happening at all, they, they said, was representative of a bad of a negative attitude on the part of the city or that the city had not put enough into gay health issues or whatever. Like just the fact that a bunch of them came down with the diseases, they didn't know what else to do but go and protest New York City. Now, New York City, I have a lot of negative opinions about New York City and the city government, but I have to actually side with them on this. Because how are you supposed to possibly cover all these things? And it was like, literally, I remember we were watching videos and Vice was, of course, heavily covering this because Vice is very much into this kind of stuff. And they're very much taking, they're very much on the advocate side of things. I mean, you know, where the advocate means like advocate that like gays should be subsidized by the state to engage in whatever kinds of private victimless behavior that they want. And, uh, you know, yeah, there's more stuff involved, and we watched some videos, one of which was highly upsetting and disturbing, where this dude was talking about how, like, he, he and some other guy went back to an apartment, and they were both, like, so high, and, like, this dude starts eating his ass, and then, like, he accidentally shat all over his face, but he didn't even realize it because he was so fucking high, and, like, he felt bad, and I was like, see... Uh, yeah, this is not something that I don't know what kind of health program, no matter how well funded and how many state subsidies you get, are going to cover people who insist on doing this. Like, how are you going to, it's like, what what can, it's like there's people, there's people in Africa 
who by accident are like consuming water that's that's like tainted with fecal matter and it makes them very sick and they're like gigantic like NGOs and charities that go there to try to fix this problem in America fags doing that on purpose and complaining like where's our where's our shit consumption NGO like where's our but it's like it's also just what what can you do and then what they do is if if they if health departments which sometimes they do and these health departments are actually filled with people who are pro-gay and love gays is if they issue like warnings on not on, on things to do to protect yourself or not or certain activities not to engage in they then they get really fucking mad because they're like this is not the time to stigmatize what gay men do like this is a crisis we we have to we have to cover them we have to make sure that they're taken care of it's not a time to shame them and stigmatize you've all we've all seen this before so when this is the attitude like don't be surprised you know i was watching a video the other day this is i'm going to do a go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall for your subscription today a hard shift gears here because we'd gone down this rabbit hole way too far but um I was watching this Russian guy who just does English language commentary on Russian news, and he's got a pretty thick accent. It's kind of hard to understand, but uh, his videos are kind of interesting because he's kind of just like an average guy in living in Moscow or somewhere thereabouts talking about all this news and shit. And he's like, oh, like Biden administration has done so much harm to America. Policies inside, inside and outside the country. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess like he doesn't quite get all of it. But yeah, like people see internationally. People he's see like not shower just, not with just, his daughter. Not just the kind of fucking stupid shit America does foreign policy wise. But around the increasingly people look at like internal America and like, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with this country? Like you are le- like letting literally black crime, letting Nigger crime is out of control. Your cities are dangerous as fuck. And uh, gay shit is everywhere. Yeah. And it's promoted everywhere. And it's not that other countries don't see this because they do see it. They do see it. And it's not something that people like. No. I mean, every other country in the world it's funny. What can you were... point at America. In any brown, like, dude, I'm sorry. Any, If you want to look down on, like, brown third world countries, I mean, go ahead. But, like, they can all point at us and be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong? They don't like the faggot shit. <laughs> yeah. but, like, going back to what Which you were is... saying about, like, the stigmatization of stuff. Like, the, it's now it's not the time to stigmatize this behavior that's causing this disease outbreak. Like, when we were going yeah. when we were going through the thread on Wednesday, you weren't, you weren't here, of the, uh, this is what a game dev looks like. And it was just all, like, it was just all unstable young women trans people and fags and stuff and a lot of them had like mental health advocate in their uh in their bios and stuff they're all about mental health it's like what when people say that like what they are is like they're against the stigma against being mentally ill (laughs) so it's the same kind of thing it's like all these things that are wrong with us i'm an advocate for you not saying that they're a bad thing or a problem to be solved I mean, you know, it's not now's not the time to stigmatize what's wrong with my brain. It gives me all right. these well, issues. They, they want services yeah. while also not being seen uh, yeah. seen as having something actually wrong with them. Right. 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 Which is like, all right, I mean It's not a choice either, but it's just who I there's nothing anybody can do and if you want to do something, that makes you wrong. 
If you want to do anything besides like just like take care of me. Or if you're a mental health advocate, that means you like you like that's one way if you're not unionized, you can uh, get concessions from an employer. It's like my yep. mental state. That's actually and that's true. Ba- and that's, that's based one way. That's based. But <laughs> usually well, it's like I, I usually it's like I'm a mental health advocate. I'm like clinically depressed. Um I have all these sex paraphilias. That's totally not related. And you shouldn't judge me for that. And no, I'm not going to get any therapy. Therapy is you go along with it and make me feel good about having all that stuff. Okay, go. That's America. And this like these yeah. mentally ill transsexuals. America's crazy. The president yeah. is taking showers yeah. with his daughter. Look, this this administration has <laughs> damaged America like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> inside and outside the country. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, it's I'm just crazy what they do. Practicing saying the why before the last do. syllable. Yeah. I don't know how to yeah. do it very well. I do as best yeah. I can. As you know. <laughs> You do a Russian accent by putting a Y. Yeah, that's how you do the right. Just it's tough, but when you do it, it actually whether it's accurate or not, it sounds funny as hell. Anyway, so just put a Y after the first letter of like, every syllable. It's like Jamie's. It's like, like a Russian. It's like Jamie's trick for having an Australian accent. Like if you try to say razor blade, you say rise up lights, like really fast. Rise up lights. Yeah, rise up lights. Oh my god, I'm doing a, I'm doing a perfect Australian rise up lights. I'm not even trying to do an Australian <laughs> accent. Just saying those three syllables. Rise up lights. It's good. Well, they were Australians. You just say all A's is I's, right? I don't know. Uh, but also, I tried to sound like an Australian, uh, but like the problem is... Why? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. No, I think still the have problem Adelaide. is... Australia just come out and say that yeah, they're not going to with the United States against China. Well, I can see why they would, but I'm surprised that they did, because uh, they're, they're close to China. It's the only country they are close to. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're close to the Philippines and all that stuff. Relatively, I mean, it's, it's still it's like the hardest ah, that's country just all in the China. world to get to. Yeah, it's effectively. Can we stop well, pretending that the these, is, these the countries aren't China. <laughs> Philippines is actually traditionally a, a United States colony. I mean, that was actually when well, yeah, when, when the United those... States actually started taking foreign colonies, essentially economic colonies. The Philippines, one of the first. Yeah, that was one of those. That's uh, one of those stories that like college leftoids thirty years ago would be all mad about. You know, we did the Philippines, and it's like I just I can't, I can't muster any ability to be. Be mad about that. I mean, like, I mean, I look, it. if the, the Philippines wants to do what the Philippines wants to do, like that's fine. Uh, but again, it's like you know, <laughs> I mean, it is whatever. I mean, that country is going to be conquered one way or the other, right? But like the other thing is, I'm perfectly fine with them going into the natural, the natural thing, which is under the sphere of influence of China. I mean, it would have been Japan, but we put an end to all of that. You know, we made sure that Japan had to. Uh, had to uh, give up all of its uh, colonies on the Pacific Rim. And uh, so it looks like what was happening here is the United States is going to try to give Australia five submarines. Obviously, with the string attached being, well, if we go to war with China, you've got to help us. And the, China, the Australians came out and said, we have made no such promises to help the United States in a conflict with China. Yeah, and that's going to be... I mean, they're they're in a tough position because not only are they physically close to China, but China, China and Chinese investors own a ton of property in Australia. It's like you want us to be the sacrificial lambs for five submarines? I don't think so. And additionally, like five submarines, really? Australia would be pretty devastated if there were such a war. One, all of the shipping lanes, all of the places where they they need. To, they would be closed effectively by a war like you know if there was if there were to be some military conflict or war that whole area shipping would be shut off 
because you wouldn't be able to have you'd be having naval blockades and boats in that whole area between you know in the South Pacific and how is Australia going to get their shit? How are they going to get stuff? How are they going to imports? It'd be very difficult. And so what would you have to do with it? Bring it in by air from America? That's fucking going to be extremely costly. Um, and and I can't even imagine. Uh, you know, so I'm sure that Australia imports a ton from China, and they've also got a lot of Chinese investment inside Australia. So they're kind of torn because even though they are one of the five. This is pretty annoying, huh? All this can go away. You bought a paywall. Rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Uh, which is the five Anglo, you know, English speaking powers, uh, which are basically one intelligence agency. OK, you, you can think of these five countries as basically they share all intelligence and they're basically one big intelligence agency to themselves. And they, they look they are literally all over the planet. And so they're torn between that and also having all these business and economic ties to china uh, i think in the end the political and intelligence and military ties to to the zog empire will probably win out and eventually the other thing is they would just won't care what australia says like america just won't give a shit like they, they, they don't actually think of these countries as sovereign the only one that might be considered sovereign would be like great britain but great britain's not going to act as a sovereign and, and do anything different than what america does uh, and if Australia tries to, they'll find out very quickly that they're not a sovereign country. So uh, there it is. Um, but no, the China stuff, you know, I did want to go into this, uh, talk about foreign policy a little bit. A lot's been happening. Did, uh, I, I wanted to talk about the, the, the Chinese owning the United States with facts and logic, although that was pretty fucking funny. When, when's the, I mean, they've been doing that a lot recently. What specific time? Are you, what specific time? <clears throat> so on the 15th, their foreign ministry said that facts have repeatedly proven the drama for democracy orchestrated by the United States is never a boon, but a bane for the world. Oh, and that's they, good. They go into, they fucking own them. They're like, here's the meat of it. According to a Pew Research Center survey, only about one-fifth of Americans say they trust their government, one of the lowest in history. Mm-hmm. 65% say most political candidates run for office to serve their own personal interests. According to a report released by Germany-based Dahlia Research and the Alliance of Democracies, less than 50% of Americans surveyed think their country is democratic. And 43% of respondents globally think democracy in their countries is threatened by the U.S., said Wang. So that's according to the Chinese. They're just reading the, the facts and data. And it goes on to say, if the U.S. democracy fails to win the trust of its own people, how can the U.S. think it has the right to lecture other countries on democracy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chinese, you know, they've been uh, they've been saying these types of things for a while, but oftentimes what they do is they'll have it be like an editorial in what's the Global Times, which is a Chinese newspaper and it's English language. You can read it and they'll have these scathing editorial, but it's, it's just attributed to like the editorial board. So you don't know exactly who said it, but if they're actually having their actual foreign minister come That's out foreign ministry. <laughs> and say this, then, yeah, then they're just sort of like kind of escalating the criticism. But you can assume that anything that's in Global Times is like, yeah, that's the CCCP. That's the Chinese Communist Party position. And I'm like, so this I'm is also the thing like, I've, I've always wondered about with libtards. Like, how do you put yourself in a position where you're kind of defending the United States? How do you do that? You must seemed, be wrestling with going back to Going back to 20 years ago. And the Iraq war, it's not something – they would defend the United States in some ways, but not on these fronts, not in terms of these uh, – the, the idea that America was actually protecting democracy abroad, which they were all saying was bullshit. But again, Finkelthink. Finkelthink is one of the most powerful ways 
that Jews defuse this these political oppositions and things that they have from various camps in America is by making it it's it's not the policy it's the other team so they were saying like so you could say well Joe Biden's rhetoric on war for democracy is identical to George W Bush's how do you explain that like well George W Bush was lying he stutters and talks funny but why Right. I mean, Republicans, I will give the conservatives a little bit of credit here. They actually got their heads a little bit screwed on straight while the liberals heads became unscrewed, at least on the foreign policy front. Now, conservatives are fucked up on a lot of issues, but on the foreign policy front, they are much harder nut to crack for this stuff than the libtards are, it seems, for the Jews. And one of the reasons is because conservatives, you can't actually because conservatives are the ones that don't trust their government. They understand that they're victimized and marginalized by this government. So then why should they have any interest in fighting to spread the government's values? And it's a very difficult case to make for them. And, uh, you know, Nayib Bukele in El Salvador also owned the president of El Salvador, who's putting all those gang members in jail. He owned America. When the Tucker released that January 6th footage, he tweets out, he's like, oh, America wants to attack me. For putting proven criminals in jail while they're putting proven innocent people in jail. And the January 6th crackdown, he went further. He's saying the January that's exactly the kind of shit that the U.S. used to say that they were going to go overthrow a Latin American country for doing. For putting all their political opponents in jail. But here they're doing it. They're ginning up show trials and putting thousands of political opponents in jail as a message. As a message to the opposition. Shut the fuck up. I saw Douglas Lane and some of the, the few remaining like actual leftists remarking on that, that if this yeah. had happened in South America, you, you would say that it's a banana republic. Yeah, this, is a, this, is a, this, is a, this is a thing that actually interesting commentators, even if they're not totally on board with everything, are saying. And yeah, no one trusts America. No one likes America. No one, and even the funny thing is even leftists, because of the nature of their discourse – have to say things like because even though this country is the most fair is overboard goes overboard as Zach nation says you gladys you you uh bend over backwards for some people even though we bend over backwards for some people and faggots because of the way that those people are incentivized to talk to get more of the bending over backwards um they have to always say, no, it's not democratic. There's still more work to be done. We have to still a racist, anti-gay country, right? So now the fact is, though, that generally speaking, those people are far more likely than not to be satisfied with the status. Oh, hi. Here's another interruption that's pre-recorded. Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and pay for a subscription. We need your support. We need your help. We can't do this for free because we're Jews. And we've talked about how surveys have shown that people who consider themselves not just liberal but extremely liberal are the only people in America that feel comfortable publicly expressing their their political views. Where you know the further to the right you go, the less comfortable people are publicly expressing their political views. And uh, yeah, well, I think one of the one of the bellwethers of that is there's a thing in the United States now where if you're running a, a social media page, YouTube channel. It's very common to see people say no politics. I don't do politics on my channel. Right. And when you see that, you know that's a right winger. You know that's who it is. Right. Yeah, and and particularly if it's things like um, 
if it's things like uh that might be of interest some, something that might be like like a hot like a you know something that might be of interest to like a nerdy white dude right yeah. like that 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 type of thing like a hobbyist type thing there yeah no politics please because you know people are like itching to get this shit out and they don't want they just don't want to get caught in the blast radius they want to keep talking about whatever their thing is well the thing is you know that they they have politics and they're self-censoring them so you yeah. see self-censorship but well, what's going on does that sound like a democracy when people are self-censoring to that level People are self-censoring to ridiculous levels in America to the point where people are like, you can't even, even like right wingers, like just like looking over their shoulders, constantly speaking in public. Like you don't hear anyone. The only thing, the only exception to this. And I think the reason it gained some amount of popularity was like COVID stuff. People felt really comfortable actually going out and and expressing themselves on COVID. Like you heard people talking about it and people talk about it publicly. You'd hear people out, out and about like, I would hear people discussing COVID stuff publicly, like at the store or on the street when I wouldn't hear them discussing like really any other right wing issue. And I think that's partly because it was so socially acceptable to do it and to talk about it and complain about it. That's partly why it, it kind of took over the zone was sort of flooded with that stuff for a while because it was like the one thing that people would, I'm like, yeah, but forget COVID. Like, what about like all this black crime? And what about like, you know, immigration? What about this dumb war? Like all this shit, right? Well, why talk about abstract but, stuff that's not directly happening to you when you've got a big, big giant thing right in your face? That's well, what, that's, that's that why the zone directly happening to you though. Like, cause I remember when, when I, last time I brought it up, like these, uh, it was at that barber shop, you know, where that lady ended up fleeing, um, and it was because oh. <laughs> the, uh, the pharmacy right across the street has just been robbed and it was robbed by blacks. And I remember I even said that when they talked about, oh yeah, it got robbed, it broke it into, and I was like, was it blacks? I just said it because I was like, you know what? Fuck like not talking about this shit. And they were, the guy was like, yeah, it was. I was like, yeah, no one's going to do anything. Right. Because they're black. Cause this kind of government doesn't punish black people when they commit crimes anymore. That woman, you know who I'm talking about was doing her best to distract the conversation back to COVID as First. fast as she possibly sure. could. You know, you know, and these other two guys, these two boomers in the barbershop, like, yeah, 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 what's going on with that? <laughs> they were ready to go because I, you know, the permission was granted and they felt like they were in a safe space and only four white people were there. So, you know, they could say what they wanted to, but yeah. But yeah, anyway, the old woman always talked about how much she loved Ben Shapiro and shit. The God, it was so annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah, she did that once. <laughs> Anyway, I know um, a guy like that in real life who talks about how great Ben Shapiro is. I'm like, really, really, you think so? Well, this was a woman that both Jesse and I would go get our haircut from occasionally. Who, who was well, the funniest thing? Was she was super anti-COVID. She loved Ben Shapiro, but she was always fucking sick. She was always sick. She was always like about to keel over from coughing and stuff. Yeah, she had some massive <laughs> health problem. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it had nothing to do with COVID. It wasn't she was COVID, but it was from. just like it was. She was like was recovering for something. She was recovering from something during the COVID pandemic and shit. And she was always yeah, complaining I don't about know. it. Though. It was very funny. It was very weird. Yeah, and I was then, just like. And then when the uh, uh, and then when the when the Russians invaded Ukraine or whatever, like she was fucking so black pilled. She was beside I didn't, herself. I didn't want to even. I had, by that point I wasn't going there anymore because I was just so sick of hearing her shit. Like I was just. Like, I, don't want I just. To go in and talk about I didn't. I didn't. Like, vo- I didn't voice shit. any opinions. I just like started to see what she would do, where she would go with it, and it was like, oh my god. Yeah. It was just. Uh, yeah. She would also do the thing of like, I'm not into politics, but then she would talk about nothing. Oh my god, she would have nothing about <laughs> politics. politics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, I remember what anyway. I did was when she started talking about Ben Shapiro to me once. 
And she might have also mentioned Mark Levin. I've been like, yeah, just like there's no, really nobody to listen to now that Rush Limbaugh's dead, huh? I was just basically trying to like. She probably put, wouldn't know who he is. No, she knows who Rush Limbaugh is, but it was just like I was trying to subtly signal. Like, yeah, I don't. Oh, trying to tell her. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like these suck. fucking hebes. I like uh, Rush Limbaugh. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he was the real deal. These guys are just, you know, they're just they're just mopping up after him. They don't know. They're standing on his shoulders with their small hats standing on their heads. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the other thing that happened with China was the um, summit they had in Moscow. So Xi went to Moscow for like three days and they've issued all these like uh, joint statements of friendship. Now, there was this article that came out. uh, A lot of people were talking about it on Telegram and some places on Bloomberg where it was like U.S. fears war weary world may accept China peace plan. (laughs) I'm serious. Hold up. Come on. I'm not joking. Dude. We gotta we gotta help these fags oh, that keep getting God. intestinal um, diseases. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Bloomberg.com. U.S. fears a war weary world may embrace China's Ukraine peace bid. Bloomberg.com. I'll send you a link right here so you can we can prove that this is an actual. This is wait, wait, oh god, where's the where's the icon for me to? Click I see that right now myself. Oh my yeah, god. I got I got open. Okay, here we go. So here it is. Here's the. Uh, there's a link. Um, now, on my phone, I couldn't read. Yeah, I can't read it. Let me let me um, let me archive dot is it because I can't actually. Even though the headline is actually enough here. U.S. fears war weary. Yeah. U.S. left on sidelines sidelines as China Russia sidelines sidelines. I said sidelines. I think they're left in the side lane. We're in the bike lane as China Russia brofest cements ties. Holy shit! First of all, using the word brofest in like a, a serious journalistic article is just another sign of like the degeneration well, just, of our well, culture. But, well, d- also, well, that's a that's a desperate attempt to try to like delegitimize what's going on here. Like the two, yeah, that's the true. two like rising rival powers to you to American homogeneity yeah. around the world are having a thing, and it's a it's a serious issue. Otherwise, you- well, this is pretty annoying. You don't want to hear my voice. You want to hear uh, Mike finish his thought, huh? But uh, you can't because you don't have a subscription. You should go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall. Bag it. You're writing this and you're trying to pretend like, oh, it's just a bro yeah. fest, bro. Yeah. Two, Some two un- like major, huge, major military and economic powers. One military, the other yeah. economic. The two, the two main are... reasons you can't, the two main reasons you can't get what you want on the world stage anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. just a bro fest. Basically, they're just basically having basically a kegger. The number two and three countries in the world are teaming up against the number one, and that means number one's not going to be number one too much longer. And the thing is, though, much of what they were saying, they didn't really discuss Ukraine very much at all, at least not publicly. And they, and I'm sure they did privately, because whatever they discussed privately, I don't know. But the public declarations they made were not about, um, were not really about uh, Ukraine. Although they did say that the two countries economically were going to have each other's back, et cetera, et cetera. They've issued joint statements and things like that. And um, so. Now, I was listening to some people commentate about this and listening to what – and I, what I was doing is I was listening to people commentate so I could hear what they were saying, other people were saying. And the guy on the Duran was saying that he's in Britain, and he was reading now this – if you remember that guy – I don't even remember this name before. This guy, Con Coughlin. He's like a, he's like the editor – he's like a, the, the foreign policy editor of The Telegraph, and he's a huge fucking neocon. He wrote an article – he wrote an article in The Telegraph. 
basically said, G, and, and so you have these, the funny thing is, it's like, why are you lying? Because the truth is going to hit you no matter what. You have to deal with the truth. So why are you lying? Like, this is what I don't understand about Jewish press. I think they, they maybe they just tell the truth internally and they try to lie to everyone else. I don't know. Or they try and meme things into existence. It's something they've always done. But like he was writing that G goes to Russia because Russia, because he knows that Russia is on the brink of collapse because of losing in Ukraine and their economic instability. And so Xi is basically there to survey Russia to see which bits of it China is going to break off and take for their own when Russia inevitably collapses. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a level of uh, delusion. Okay. <laughs> that I can't, I can't imagine anybody taking that seriously. So I'm like, if you're who, who is going to now, the only people I could see maybe taking that seriously are like blink libtards who are so blinkered by Ukrainian propaganda that they actually do believe that Russia is just like straight losing. And I've seen, but then again, since we know about bots and AI and comments and stuff, I wonder when I see comments saying this, is this AI generated content or is this an actual person? I don't know. There might be libtards that are that, that are that blind, but the problem is the libtard press in America is increasingly starting to kind of tell the right. truth about Ukraine. And they're starting to kind of say like, no, this is not, this is not actually going that well. And, um, so, so they didn't say much about Ukraine and I'm sure that it's, it's something that's there, but basically they are saying that the two countries are going to be doing a lot of economic cooperation, which makes sense given that uh, Russia has a lot of raw materials. China has a huge amount of industrial capacity. It's the world's factory. You know, they've got tens of millions, tens and tens of millions, hundreds of millions of factory, literal factory workers that can just pump out product in that country. The Russians can provide them fuel. The main thing that the Chinese wanted was a, a guarantee from Russia that they will pr provide China's fuel needs. And in return, presumably, China is going to provide Russia with its product needs, its need for finished goods. And if this is a nightmare scenario, ultimately, not just for Ukraine, but elsewhere, because if Russia adds to its productive capacity, Chinese manufacturing, they basically will have effectively an unlimited supply of weapons that will travel between the two countries along routes oh. that the United States cannot intercept or interrupt because it will just be land routes through the middle of the fucking Asian continent and we won't be able to do shit about it. So, um, that is a possibility. But generally speaking, the two economies will benefit from partnership with each other in any case. And these they, they, these two countries will only get wealthier. And uh, it's just a big it's just a bad scene overall. And you can and, and the, the amount of coping is quite funny. Uh, it's sort of like also the China Iran, the China Saudi Iran deal where they were trying to pretend like that's not a big deal. But we know that it is a big deal because now Israel is coming out and saying Israel is having through through various people and I've seen articles in the US press where they're interviewing um generals or or people Israeli generals or or Israeli defense think tank uh people and, and typically a lot of these military generals in Israel they retire and they join these think tanks Israeli defense think tanks they've been coming out they've been saying uh if Iran continues to refine uh, nuclear materials, we're going to have to bomb them. 
Um, but of course, and they're saying maybe in the next few months or like even in the next three months or maybe in the next year, Israel may initiate a first strike on Iran. And the, the excuse will be they're refining nuclear materials too much. However, the other problem there is the IAEA did came out of the report. And I don't know if it's true or if they're helping the Jews, if this was something the Jews managed to get them to report, which is that Iran was in possession of a small amount of military grade refined nuclear material and that and the iranians are like denying it and they're saying it might not even been on purpose maybe they did this by accident i don't know how you would do something like that by accident but my point is that the uh, actual issue here is not the refining of nuclear materials because the iranians have been denying that they're doing it and it's actually not ever really been the issue although i do think they fear nuclear iran what they really fear the reason they fear nuclear Iran is not because if the Iranians get a nuke, they will nuke Israel. The reason they fear it is because any country with a nuke, you can't do anything to them. Right. They become untouchable. Their government can't go. You can't, well, just you like, can't get rid of them. Just like there's a story from an hour ago where we, we, we did missile strikes in Syria against some Iranian support. We got hit. Other. We got hit and we hit back. America just, got hit. We apparently got hit an hour. We apparently got hit back. Five guys got killed. Yeah. yeah, we hit back now. Apparently, what I'm seeing. But I'm like, why? Who are? Well, okay. Says so one guy got killed, five injured. Who are those people? Why were they there? Who are their families? Like, this is my thing. Like, I don't like it when this happens, right? Like, yeah. this is my thing. Like, I understand America deserves it, and I don't hold the Syrians or whoever did it accountable because they're just fighting an enemy on their shores. Why are our people gonna die for this? Yeah. Right. Like, I, that's a terrible position. It's like, look, I get why the enemy hits our bases, but I don't want to see those men die because they're just like us. Somewhat R- within reason, you know, some of them, some of them, we, we, you never know, but what I'm, you get what I'm, you get my point though. Um, so why should people that are our peers go over and, and, and to these places where we understand these are just Jewish ops to keep Israel safe or to keep Israel out of trouble by, by, uh, by occupying all the, the states that would be their enemies with other shit. And then people, you know, white, you know, white Americans with families oftentimes, have to get killed, like Kyle McGee or Kyle McKee in Egypt when he We're got. Probably going to get a break soon, but there, there's all. Hey everybody, Jordan Peterson here. I wrote a book about twelve rules for how to live your life, and I have a thirteenth rule for you. Subscribe to TRS. Go to the rightstuff.biz/paywall and pick the payment option that best suits your needs. Also been rumblings. This rumblings been going for a while now, but they're intensifying that Mexico might join BRICS. Oh, dude, yeah, they're mad at fucking Mexico. Oh, they're man. fucking so mad at Mexico. Yeah, I got I got an article where they uh, you've got one of these Republican cunts who's really fucking ass mad because Mexico's basically been nationalizing a bunch of industries, and they the police took over. Let me find this. How are you gonna uh, How are you gonna send Vul- your Vulcan, uh, seizure? Yeah, Vulcan confirmed seizure of Mexican facility. So they just took over a facility. They're gonna and yeah. If the Mexicans do follow in Nayib Bukele's footsteps and start doing shit like that to the cartels, you better believe America is going to go fucking ape shit. But the thing is this final point about Iran is that, as you said, the reason they're worried about the nuke was not the nuke itself. It's because the nuke makes them untouchable. But that might now happen through other means because the Iranians have been providing their drones, which they actually have a very sophisticated drone program. They've been providing those to the Russians, and they've been using them in Ukraine, which is why Israel 
just agreed to sell their anti-drone tech to Ukraine. The reason is because they want to test it. They want to test it and see if it works. They want to test. They want live in the field. And Ukraine, of course, is a perfect place to test a whole bunch of weapons because they don't give a shit about Ukrainians. Um, so the Israelis are letting the Ukrainians have their anti-drone tech so they can see if it works against these Iranian drones, which the Russians deny they're using, but everybody knows that they are. They simply take the ones from Iran and they rebrand them. But they are definitely Iranian drone tech. Um, but this is enough. But because of this, the Russians have given the Iranians 12 of their, uh, I think, SU-27s. I'm not exactly sure. Fact check me on that. Uh, jets, which are, again, that makes airstrikes on Iran harder for Israel. And if this alliance, if China is allied with Iran and Russia is allied with China, now China is making Saudi-Iran peace deals. That was something the Saudis did. Because they felt like America, and this is something I'm actually seeing coming from both Saudis and Israelis, they're critical that America isn't doing enough. Like the Israelis are basically saying, we'll bomb Iran in the next few months if America doesn't do anything, because typically they just rely on America. And what they're saying is America has to put together and lead a coalition of states that are going to stable. This is what they actually said. I was reading this article the other day on striking Mike that are going to stabilize the region against the new China, Russia, Iran partnership. I'm like, I, I think you mean destabilize. I think you actually mean destabilize <laughs> because in fact, what's yeah. happening is stability is starting to come in. Certainly the Saudi Iran deal will stabilize because that will put an end to the civil war in Yemen. And potentially if the, if the, if the Chinese and the Russians can get Assad, to sit down with the Turks, then that civil war could potentially come to an end. These would be stabilizing forces. This would be a fucking nightmare for Israel. This would be a nightmare for Israel, for all these countries to stabilize. And ultimately, what they're really worried is the alliance with China and Russia, the, the sort of evolving alliance with that and Iran will make it so the Iranian government will just be out of reach. They won't be able to bomb it. If the Russians give them air defenses, they won't be able to just do willy-nilly airstrikes and hit them, and they won't be able to take out their government. That's what this is all about. It's not about them worried that lunatic mullahs are going to nuke Israel, (laughs) although, you know, let's be honest, I wish a nigga would. But they're uh, they're worried that if the Iranians shore up their defense pact with these two big nations uh, near them, that they just won't be able to do anything about Iran. They, They won't be able to do anything anymore. And then that will mean Israel's security will be in jeopardy, which is, again, maybe it should be because it's like, why should everyone else be fucked over so this tiny little sliver of a nation can exist? It's not our it's not anyone well, this, else's problem. It's like this evolving security situation over, what, 50, 60 years? More than that. Yeah. Where it's just like yeah. suddenly like Israel is like solely supported by by the United States military, its ally, its coalition, as they like to call it, to yeah. like make sure that at all costs it's safe. It's like it's going to be all for naught and because that, of that. And that coalition is increasingly just places where America actually just has a military presence. And and since they we were actually like kicked out, I mean, the, the, the military presence in the Middle East is much less than it was – even in like the 90s, uh, right. because these a lot of these Middle Eastern countries, because of the unrest American presence causes, have have kicked out or or have either eliminated or severely limited actual boots on the ground. So we have a few thousand in Syria. They say we've got some in Iraq. Oh, the Iraqi government has voted to kick us out totally. Sure. We're not listening. Right. Um, they multiple times voted to totally kick America out of their country, which is, again, a predictable result of actually giving them a democracy. 
Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they and they actually just have a kind of a de facto alliance with Iran, like the Iraqi government. It's not like Talk on about paper like, official or anything, but they just work this, with them all the time. Is this like too, and, uh, is this like too grug of a take where it's like you you used to have you used to have a cozy situation where like Iran and Iraq would beat each other's throats all the time. They used to have a very nice convenient war. Yeah. Now, oops. Oh, but you killed that guy. You killed the guy that was doing <laughs> that for you. What a fucking retarded. What a retarded move. It's like, like, it's like these guys are fighting each other, but we'd like one side to also just like completely collapse. And we'll just, what are you going to do? Take the fight to Iran directly from from or fight against Iran from Iraqi soil well, just directly? Well, like, Jews have that... been wanting. Well, that was, I think, part of what they wanted to do. I mean, why they occupied Afghanistan? They, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> wrong that that um, what was it that um, who would. Oliver Stone's uh, movie, right? With George Bush. Oh, and, W. And Colin yeah. Powell oh, that man. That is a classic. Like, pointing to it. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> no one will ever fuck with us. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. Well, it's not it. fucking as, true. As it's just not true. So good. Uh, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, it's just not true. I mean, all of this shit is also, all these cascading pieces can actually be seen as, as starting. I mean, if you want to pick a starting point, there's a lot of starting points. But you could see the Iraq War as one particular kind of inflection point where a lot of this, these things, these balls were set in motion, and we're finally getting to where we are here, twenty years on, exactly twenty years on, and here we are. And one thing I said yesterday on Telegram, and I've mentioned it several times on this show, I actually finally went back and looked up the quote that I was wanting to talk about that I wanted to read uh, from Hitler, and he says this. And we can end the show on this. This will be a good dramatic way to end the hour. Hitler says this. If you're hearing my voice right now, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Unless this is just how you want to live. Who am I to tell people to stop listening to free content that's constantly interrupted, that has to deal with my voice and whatever audio quality this is going to come out in? Who am I to tell people that they should be getting behind the paywall at the right stuff dot biz slash paywall? Especially if they're not white, which I assume that's what, what you probably are. If you're hearing my voice right now, this is that's just that's just my assumption. I could be wrong, but I mean, if you're not white legally, you do have to tell me that you're not white. This is. I told Sven that I'd I'd record some commercials for him, and at first I thought I was going to put some effort into it, but then I realized why don't I just ramble in the dumbest way possible and force you to listen to it because that's what you're doing right now. You are listening to this. Mike was probably saying something very interesting, something very insightful, and now you're listening to me. Is this really what you want? Is this is this how you want to live? Do you want to be non-white? Because again, that's I just assume that's what you are. You could always fix that. You could rectify this problem by going to the right stuff biz slash paywall and getting yourself a subscription, and then you'll never have to hear me again, you know, unless I'm filling it or something. This is 28th of April in 1939. If the cry of never another Munich is raised in the world today, this confirms the fact that a peaceful solution to the problem appeared to be the most fatal thing that ever happened in the eyes of these warmongers. He was talking about the Munich Peace Conference, which was held in Munich, mm -hmm. and it was it decided the um, it was essentially where Britain acquiesced to the resolution to the Czechoslovakia problem where the Czech government actually collapsed and the Germans went in and occupied Czechoslovakia and the Slovak half of Czechoslovakia actually asked Hitler. They sent a letter to Hitler 
asking him to protect their people, asking him to become the protector of the Slovak people who are Slavs. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so much for Hitler wanted to genocide. Oh, right. That was his genocidal I mean, ambitions thwarted. Yeah. Czechs and Slovaks are both Slavs, but the Czechs were actually kind of behaving pretty badly at that time. And the Slovaks were like, hey, look, we never really asked to be part of this country. And now that it's falling yeah, really. apart, we're asking the Fuhrer of the German, of the great German. Of course, they were using these highfalutin language, right? And Hitler said, yeah, I'll be your protector. Okay. And then he said, like, um, this is uh, this re- this actually resolved peacefully. And this is where, you know, they talk about Neville Chamberlain, right? Yeah. And peace in our time. Neville Chamberlain was a British prime minister. He agreed with these terms, with this settlement to the problem in Czechoslovakia, which was much of it was caused by Edvard Benes, who was basically the the Czech prime minister or president, or they call him at the time. And we could go into the whole history of it. But basically, this is what he said. The, the, the issue was resolved peacefully. There was no bloodshed. Right. The issue there was resolved peacefully. Much of it was being ginned up by the West anyway, by Britain and the United States and France and Russia. Um, but it was resolved peacefully. And as Hitler says, this was considered to be the most fatal outcome on the part of Winston Churchill. And because remember, Neville Chamberlain was prime minister, but Winston Churchill was waiting in the wings and he was just rabid. And Hitler, you can read him. Hitler says many times, well, we have to believe Neville Chamberlain when he says he wants peace. But remember, the structure of Britain is that at any time they could have an election and Winston Churchill will come to power. And at that point, we're going to be in a war. And he was right. It's five months after he says this, Britain declared war on Germany. So uh, and that's what started World War Two. Britain. Yeah declared war on germany but hitler was correct the most fatal thing finally a prime minister to with these balls. people is a peaceful settlement that's right. that, that's they consider this to be the most fatal thing yep so yeah yep peace in our time is a catchphrase it's a threat to the jewish war machine always think about been. that think about that they made peace in our time which you could say okay that's kind of a cheesy slogan or something but like they've made it into some like ominous thing. They literally use the 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 world World War II and the, the Holocaust myth as a bludgeon against anybody who tries to make peace. Like I said, you would think maybe you could say, hey, the Holocaust demonstrates the horror of war. But to Jews, they use it as a way to demonstrate the horror of peace. Here's what happens if we don't declare war. Look, there's evil bad people, and if you don't declare war on them you get holocausts it's bullshit it's bullshit <laughs> anyone that falls for it is a fucking moron yeah. frankly if you fall for that kind of rhetoric you, you're stupid and you watch too many fucking movies and tv shows or you take too many of them seriously if you watch them one thing but you take them seriously anyway all right yeah. well, let's take a quick break oh it's oh man it's 1208 on the beast coast you used to be rush limbo to be starting up right now just kicking in Hubba hubba dooba dooba. But uh, we're gonna have to take a talent on loan from God. Go with talent on loan from Zog. Half my brain tied behind my back just to make it fair. So (laughs) (laughs) So, uh all right, half the show's in the can just to make it fair. We give half the uh half the show to the free fags just to make it fair. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Daily Show up. As racist and sexist as they can be. We're gonna offend you, isn't it funny? La 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 la! 